the Buffalo Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Monique Gordion, and the great news is you found the podcast, a space for stories that will arouse a smile and inspire us as we tap into our collective experiences. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to the Buffalo Podcast. It's brilliant to have the amazing Jonathan Asley, a, a dating and relationship coach worldwide, but based in California. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so sunny yes. California. Uh, I have lots of friends in California. It's a great place. Been there many, many times, actually. Fantastic. So I'm really excited to hear your story. I came across you on, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook, and okay. I think your audience for dating is 40 plus or something like that. I focus on what I call midlife, which is after yeah. baby making years and before retirement. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I know this is your story, but I just wanted to preface that I did the Hoffman process this year. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And when you said you did the Hoffman process, my ears went, okay, yeah. I like this guy already. Yeah. So that sort of kept me following you. So, because I the love Hoffman, it. for those listening, the Hoffman process is amazing. Yeah experience to heal childhood wounds and traumas that cause our negative patterns and limiting beliefs in our lives. And, and what's interesting, I was listening to Brene Brown. Um, just the other day, I was listening to a podcast and she shared something about midlife crisis and she calls it midlife unraveling. And why I'm sharing this just for your audience really quickly regarding the Hoffman process mm -hmm. is, is as children, you know, we, we don't comprehend the world as adults. So all of our experiences that happen in childhood mm -hmm. um, is, is rather traumatic in many ways um, mm -hmm. because our, our parents tend to treat us as adults and our brains can't even formulate the concept of, you know, like don't touch the fire kind of thing. Mm. And when the parent yells and says, mm. don't touch the fire, it's I'm a bad human being. Yeah, we personalize, right? So, so what happens is at midlife, we have this unraveling of the, the personality we have. And for some people, it's an invitation to do personal development work, like something like the Hoffman process. Mm. For most human beings, they actually double down on their dysfunction and they go even more into a cave or their, their, their mask or their armor becomes even thicker. Mm. And so, and this is where we see our, you know, humans, negative patterns, limiting beliefs in their lives that really cause emotional distress and, and why I share this is because I've observed that the number one emotional health issue for most humans is I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, and I'm not likable. Mm. And and in my business, dating triggers that like nobody's business. So absolutely. Um, so um, and I'm happy to share my story of actually how this all yeah. happened for me because I think Please it's do. an interesting story. Okay. Um, so after turning forty. Um, my my wife and I decided to split up. We were just, the relationship wasn't working and we had two children. And I found myself back out in the dating realm. Mm. And, um, and what's interesting is, you know, at the time online dating had just kind of started to take off, you know? Uh, there was Yahoo Personals, there was uh, AOL Personals, and then Match.com came along right at the time that I was going through a divorce. 
And I thought, okay, my marriage ended or, you know, or is over and I can just simply type in exactly what I want and someone would magically appear. <laughs> and sure enough, um, you know, I'll never forget my first date right after I moved out of the house. And I yeah. literally went online dating right after I moved out of the house. Um, nice woman, really nice date, but something wasn't right. Mm. And then you know, a couple of days later, type in again, someone else popped up. We get on the phone, we talk, we have a date. Nice woman, nice date, something wasn't right. And then mm. another one and another one and another yeah. one. And what I realized after one year and over a hundred internet dates, mm. the something wasn't right was me. Mm. And right at that time, the movie, The Secret came out. Okay. And I remember watching it going, oh my God, this so resonates with me because about 10 years prior, I read the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Yeah, fantastic book. And I, I briefly got into what was called <laughs> metaphysics at that time. And, um, and then The Seeker came out. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe the problem in dating is me. Mm. And so I started to do personal development work. Um, I, I really, I remember, you know, like Tony Robbins was like the, you know, I mean, you know, for 30 years, he's been the coach, you know, and yeah. I, I bought some of his CDs and I started listening and started to gain some insight in that. Um, and I started to work on myself at the same time. I was addicted to online dating. Okay. And what happened was I began speaking to women mostly just to talk to them. It was like just a, it was like cathartic for me to speak to. I mean, at sometimes I had back then I had multiple screen of uh, instant message chats going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very clever. Was, yeah. <laughs> and, and what was happening though, I was developing friendships with a lot of women, not even dating them. Okay. Just talking on the phone because I was fascinated to hear their stories as I'm kind of now doing my personal development work. Um, and after a while, a lot of the women were just asking me for advice. They're mm. like, Jonathan, can you give me advice on my dating profile to help me improve it? And I'd give them some advice on their dating profile. And then Jonathan, you know, like, and I would like, and then they would change their, fix their profile or change it the way I recommend it. And then weeks later, I get a call, Jonathan, I met this great guy. Will you check out his profile and tell me what you think? Yep. And I realized I had a knack for this. And what was, what was happening yeah. at the same time was um, I was an insurance broker for actually 20 years. And shortly after I filed for divorce, my company decided to lay me off. Oh. I had a quarter million dollar a year job. And now mm. I'm out of work. Mm. I mean, well, they actually gave me a severance and gave me a step down package. So I wasn't, now, this happened over the course of about a year. Um, and then the market crash of 2008 happened and I got wiped out financially. Oh, and I had to move in with my mom and dad in a retirement community. Oh my gosh. Oh. And, and, and so, and all the while I'm still talking to women, like yeah. I'm dating. I was addicted to the dating. I was addicted to the you know, to the feminine, uh, to female energy. I don't want to say feminine energy. I was addicted to mm -hmm. female energy. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, along the way, I started to incorporate the personal development work I'd been 
doing along with the dating coaching and started to kind of like find my passion, helping people get really more and mostly women, predominantly women, just get a little more crystal clear on who they are, what they want and, 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 and how to maybe date better. And I started to study every, mm. you know, I, had a, I got a hold of every book I could get on, on relationships. I mean, I've, I've read Catherine Woodward Thomas. I've read Esther Perel. I've read mm. John Gottman, um, mm. Amir Levine. I mean, I could just give you yeah. book after book after book. Yeah. And I found my passion through this chaos I went through mm. of going through divorce losing my job, losing money. And I'll be candid with you all this time. I mm. was doing cocaine to numb the pain. Yeah. I was in a lot of emotional pain and I was self-medicating mm. and even the dating, like I was a serial dater. I was like addicted to that first date high. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on for about, I'm almost five years. Wow. And, and literally, I mean, so much was happening to me all at once. It was like the perfect storm, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. And it broke me open in so many different ways that allowed me to actually, you know, I, I actually didn't work much. I was, I was literally, I, I was living off of what little savings I had. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't want to go back to the insurance business. And I was living with mom and dad. So I didn't have a lot of expenses. And by the way, for the record, at the time I was in my mid forties, I used to live in a $2.2 million home when I was married. So to go oh, from, wow. you know, this beautiful home in California yeah. to a tiny retirement condo with an yeah. elderly parents in their eighties, I mean, a, a lot of shame. Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. That's a big change in uh, how you perceive yourself and how you think yeah. others are going to perceive you and all of that. Right. So what I found, though, what was my knack was helping people in midlife, because in midlife is when we have this, as I shared earlier, when I was talking about the Hoffman process, this unraveling of the tapestry of our wounds and traumas begin to surface at midlife. And midlife dating is so different mm. than those in your 20s and 30s, because when you're in your 20s and 30s, most people perceive relationships about getting married you know, buying a house, raising children, having a family. That's, that's the predominant urge to be in relationship. Yeah. And midlife, it's a really different because you have to kind of commingle two season lives. And most people don't know how to do that, which is why I study what ca causes most breakups and try to help people from a reverse engineering standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of how my business was birthed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think, you know, midlife, we're bringing baggage to any relationship. But in point of fact, even young people have baggage because of what we've learned in the Hoffman process. So there's baggage all the way along, right? It's the bag. Here's the thing. When we're younger, we, we, have, we created this armor, this mask. Mm. And right around age 35, when you begin to start going, who am I? Why am I here? Because when you're in your 20s, like men are, are amped up on testosterone and it's about, you know, I'm going to become the next, next Mark Zuckerberg or Richard Branson. And, uh, and I want to sleep with everything in sight. That's the way men operate. Women are a little bit different. They tend to gravitate to wanting to be in a relationship, but the way men tend to operate 
um, is a little bit different. And then when you have that humbling moment, like I did, mm. getting wiped out and losing my job, I had this major humbling moment. Mm. It was an opportunity to go, well, do I want to go deeper into despair or do I want to do something about it? Mm. And for me, it took a, almost a decade to really heal from all the trauma that happened from my divorce and losing my job and losing my money. And, and from so 2005 to 2015 was a lot of heavy duty personal development work for me to even remotely get an understanding of, of who I am and what I'm all about and to have some level of emotional maturity because I've observed in men and women alike, most humans have very low EQ. Yes, emotional very, intelligence. Yeah, exactly, emotional intelligence. And, and, and it's interesting, women all think they have it. As a coach, and I talk to women, <laughs> and you've been through the Hoffman process, so you know this. I mean, it's not a gender thing, emotional no. acuity. It's, yeah. it's a human thing. Yeah. And so as I started to kind of develop my emotional maturity, I recognize that the real true journey, I believe, this is the world according to Jonathan, is really a journey of self-love. Mm -hmm. And self-love, you know, to some people is kind of a turnoff. So just let me help those that are listening. Self-love means self-worth, mm -hmm. self-confidence, self-esteem, mm -hmm. self-reliance, self-discipline. Any word that you, you know, put in front of, you know, put after the word help or self, excuse me, is self-love. Mm. And I began blogging about self-love in the course of my work. And I'm pausing for a moment because in July of 2018, uh, my 19-year-old son passed away. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and it broke me open. I mean, yeah. it totally broke me open on yeah. so many different levels. Mm -hmm. And I made a choice. I could grieve with mm -hmm. suffering mm -hmm. or I could grieve with love. Mm -hmm. And at the time I'd been studying A Course in Miracles mm -hmm. and I'd been reading a lot of, of Marianne Williamson's work, Return to Love. And I, I declared, it was two months after he passed away on the date. Um, I declared, oh, actually, that was uh, two years ago yesterday <laughs> when I declared this. I oh. said, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm going to write a book about self-love and in his honor and mm -hmm. using some of the things I learned from, you know, my work as a dating coach, my work in personal development, and now this emotional um, chaos I was going through. Mm -hmm. And I was able to publish within nine months of his passing away, mm. I published a book and I'm, nobody can see this, but I'm showing you right now. It's called yeah. self-love anyway. Um, and it became an Amazon bestseller within two days. I mean, huh. I was very grateful. It was like number one in, in uh, self -esteem. Well, at least the category of self-esteem. Yeah. Congratulations and, on that. Thank you. And mm. actually I've been very blessed. It's been in the top 10 to 15,000 of books since then. And by mm. the way, when you consider the multi-million books on Amazon, yeah. Yeah. I'm very grateful that I'm in this top 10 or 20,000 realm pretty much every day. Especially um, in the self-help area, because there's yeah. so many books. So um, 
No, no, this is 10 to 20,000 of all books sold. That's oh, seriously, yeah. not wow. just no, in self help, I'm in the top of. I'm in the top 500, well, top 200 almost every day. I, I'm bragging a little bit. So Not brag away, brag away. <laughs> Self-love, right? I'm very honored <laughs> for that. So, and, and what it is, it's a journey. It's my journey of personal development, self-help and spiritual work. And I lay out all the principles, or not all, but many of the principles I learned as a starter course for people. Mm. And, and I say, Self-love is a vaccination to emotional chaos. And, wow. and I know when I did the Hoffman process and, and you know, the, the, not, I hope I'm not spoiling if I say the birthday uh, celebration. Oh, um, that was very special for me actually. But yeah. Anyway. And it was for me too. And I, I remembered when I was writing the book, I was remembering cause I'd went to the Hoffman process just uh, uh, shortly before he passed away. Mm. um i well, remember the birth that's interesting is yeah it? no i no, mean I that mean, is interesting well a couple things too and i'll talk about that in mm. a second i remember that day that evening i felt what it i knew what it felt like to be wrapped in a blanket of self-love mm. and so it gave me the 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 framework to create this book Mm. Now, what's interesting about the Hoffman process for those listening is one of it is, is, is healing um, emotional trauma from our childhood, in particular mm. with, with, one, with both our, our parents and or surrogate parents. Mm. And, and so doing that cathartic work and then coming back to my mom and dad mm. uh, and to be able to have some, I, I didn't have to do any healing with them. It was done at the event, but I was able to really look at them with different eyes. And you were living with them at this time, right? No, no, no. I don't, oh, oh, by the way, I should say I had moved out. I'd moved okay. out. Several, I, I, once I began, once my dating and uh, coaching career started to take off in 2011, okay. I, I moved out on my own uh, a oh, couple okay. years later. Yeah. But what I was about to share was um, I had a really nice, heart to heart with my mom and dad after mm. the Hoffman process. And mm. I felt our relationship was just, for me, it felt a little closer. Mm. And then my mom passed away five months later. Oh, wow. so, and it's interesting because in my wow. group, I was the, by the way, so, you know, anyone who's listening to this, do yourself <laughs> a favor, Google the Hoffman process and check it out. I mean, and, and, you know, and I think we'll both attest to this. Mm. I was the first person to lose somebody of mm. my group, of mm. a parent who, I mean, was, and it was able to make kind of amend with my parent. Not everybody gets that benefit. So my journey has been, I, I think, a very unique one. I mean, not, it's very rare. A man is a dating and relationship coach, first and foremost. Um, it's, that's just a rare profession anyway. And how I came about it was very rare. And I had to have all of these, it's like what Steve Jobs said, you know, when you look back and connect the dots, if I look at all the mm. dots and connect, you know, had one dot been missing, mm. I wouldn't be where I am today. And that mm. includes even losing my son and, and mm. losing my money and starting over, I would be a completely different person. Mm. And so I recognize, and it's one of the chapters in my book is everything happens for us and not to us. It just depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. And, and as tragic it is, it is, is to lose my son. 
It's funny, earlier before I we began to record this, um, uh, when he passed away, I was walking back to my condo complex the next, or that afternoon, mm-hmm. and I saw a yellow butterfly following me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that was kind of weird. I just, I just noticed it. Mm-hmm. And then that next morning when I left my place, I go, and I saw a yellow butterfly. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of weird. And it just, I didn't think of it anything other than I just, I noticed it. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, so three days in a row, I'm on my balcony, third, four, you know, I'm at four stories up. Um, and there's a yellow butterfly out by my, by my balcony. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's my son. Mm-hmm. That's my son mm-hmm. saying hi. Yeah. Letting me know he's okay. I mean, I feel that with every fiber in my being. Yeah. Because it, it's too, by the way, even for a butterfly to come up as high as it did from, you know, yeah. where all the bushes are yeah. kind of thing, it was very rare. And, and I was just sharing, you know, about to say right before I, I came on this broadcast, that ye- a yellow butterfly came up and said hi to me. Oh. And so to me, that's him just letting me know I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've j- I'm just reading Anita Moriani's book. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, her second book, actually, and uh, her experience talking about her dying and and that being in that conscious place and the connection with people who are past. And yeah. anyway, it's very interesting. It's a good book. I do a number of spiritual journeys per year using plant-based medicine okay. to really, to help remove that layer of ego to help. And I mean, I, I, whether it's a psilocybin or ayahuasca or cannabis, or even, you know, some of the other more psychedelics, um, it's really helped me connect mm. to my spiritual side. And I've had these amazing connections with my son. Oh, it's interesting. Okay. It, interesting. I don't really connect with my mother as much. It's like the, and look at anyone who is a parent knows losing a child is the most traumatic thing that can ever happen in your life. Mm. Um, and I feel like he's now my guide. He's my, he's my guardian angel, if you will. And he, mm-hmm. and he's constantly letting me know that he's in a place that's just awesome. And whenever yeah. I've done these spiritual journeys, I've had these great visitations from him. Mm. Um, And so I live my life with this belief that, you know, we get to come down here and we get to try things on for size. And what I mean to say is I chose this body, this parent, this everything to explore this experience and, and I'll do something different next time. Maybe I'll become the next Mark Zuckerberg or Richard Branson (laughs) the next time, or I could be the next serial killer next time. I do. I have that belief that we come to earth to try on different pairs of shoes. Mm. And for now, my pair of shoes happens to be a dating and relationship coach, which was so far from where I started. Um, And I am, I feel blessed every single day. I feel blessed to be able to, to not just help people. I feel more blessed to be aware of who I am. And if someone said, well, Jonathan, who are you? I, I say, I don't even hesitate. I say, I'm love. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and, 
And at the same time, I have a personality. I have an ego. Mm. I, I can be a righteous bastard at times. Mm. I can be a yeah. jackass at times, all things. And at my core, I'm love. And I wouldn't have been able to, to recognize that if it wasn't for all those dots along the yeah. way. And why I'm sharing and why I'm grateful to be able to share my story with your audience is I invite everybody to look at the dots in their life. Mm. and and from from a place of love mm. we oftentimes connect the dots and we look at all the pain and hurt and and all that does is create more pain and hurt it's like you have a, I, I I believe we have an opportunity we can look at it what did we learn about ourselves mm. what did we learn about ourselves as we look back and connect the dots and and what are we most grateful for when we look back and connect the dots and even the contentious divorce I went through and all the name calling and negativity and stuff like that help prepare me to be who I am to lose my son. Mm. You know, I can say that, look at, I, 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 if I could snap my fingers, I want him back right now so bad. Mm. And at the same time, there was blessings that came from the experience because I know he would never want me to spend one day suffering. I know he would not want me to spend one day crying over him. I know he would not want, he wants me to live my life balls to the wall, mm. if you will. Yeah. Because yeah. that's who he was. So in his honor, I don't look at it as a tragedy. I don't mm. say it's a blessing either. Mm. I just see the blessing that came from it. Mm. Yeah. And my invitation for everybody is we can look at our hurt and pain and help and make it define us in a, in the negative way, or we can look at hurt and our pain and say, how does it define me in a way that I can be, that I can live a, a, um, a victorious life, if you will. Yeah. I'm and so, I say victorious yeah. really quickly, only because most people live their life in victim consciousness. Yes. And it's like we're suckling on the nipple of victim consciousness. And I want to shake, I, I want to mm. shake everybody and say, stop it. Mm. Because there's so much to life than being a victim. I I just think story. I'm passionate about story. Yeah. And I think looking at the story of our lives through that compassionate love uh, glasses. In fact, I just the other day I was I picked up some old journals from, I don't know, 30 years ago. Yeah. And the things I read blew my mind because my memory of that event was completely different and I'd been carrying this hurt, <laughs> hurt for all these years and yeah. then I'm reading this and going, oh, my God, it wasn't like that at all, you know. And that's one of the things about, well, one of the joys of journaling, but is story and looking at our past through compassion and discovery, it can totally change our present. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And to be able to journal, I, I don't journal. Um as much as I should. In fact, I barely journal. I should be candid or if I'm <laughs> candid with you. I do see the absolute benefit when, because when you go back five, 10, 15 years ago and just get a piece of, just mm. a glimpse of how you felt. And I think it gives us an opportunity to go, 
wow, look at how much I've grown. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so anyone who's listening to this recording right now, if I can encourage you to, if you haven't done any personal development, self-help or spiritual work, you can start with my book only because it's the easy, it's an easy guide. And at the end, I take you through all the places I went through. I wouldn't recommend starting with A Course in Miracles because that's beyond ninja level study mm-hmm. and it's hard to do by yourself. And so, um, and I want to say this to your audience, human beings spend more time brushing their teeth, combing their hair, <laughs> buying a nice outfit, wearing jewelry, and might spend, I don't know, a couple hours a day on self-care, mm. but literally virtually l- no time with emotional mm. care. Yeah. And so what if we replaced watching that Kardashian TV show? Not that I <laughs> hope anyone here watches that show. <laughs> um, and I'll be, and uh, by the way, I hope, you know, you can cancel me for that. Uh, <laughs> If you can just shift that one, you know, thing and just invest 15, 20, 30 minutes in your own emotional Mm. health, you'll be Mm. surprised how far you'll be in one year. Mm. And that applies, especially in this very tragic, difficult time with COVID pandemic. Yeah. And it applies to if you're looking for a partner or if you're in a marriage, you know, having Mm. a good marriage and having that, that meeting. Self-love and self-development is essential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-love, I think, is the most, the most important thing. Yeah, I know it's the name of your book, but I was only like meditating on that this morning. It's just integral to getting through anything, getting through any hardship or pain or or wanting joy in your life, really. Absolutely. It's, It's like I said, a vaccination to emotional chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Trademark Jonathan Aslick. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan, that was so wonderful to to meet you because I've watched a lot of your videos on YouTube and, oh, well, thank and Instagram. You. And in fact, you know, your your focus on self-love because it's so important to me in my life yeah. and being able to live a joyful life is and also the, you know, your uh uh, the iceberg. Uh, you have this uh, iceberg. Anyway, for those, yeah, relationship those people, iceberg. Relationship iceberg that has helped me just break up with someone <laughs> in the last okay. few months, actually. Okay. So we'll for people out there who uh, are interested in mending their relationship, current relationship, or working on personal development, or uh, on the dating um, world, in the dating world, then I highly recommend Jonathan Aslay, A-S-L-A-Y, on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram or on YouTube. Actually, YouTube. YouTube YouTube's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I like YouTube because you look straight at the camera on YouTube. I mean, I do. I have a podcast called the What Would Love Do podcast on uh, Apple and Google okay. and all that, and which are just the recordings from my YouTube uh, channel. So if you do want to do audio, go to my, um, go to the What Would Love Do podcast uh, for YouTube, go to my name and Instagram um, and uh, Facebook. Although I'm spending less time on Facebook just yeah. because of all the crap propaganda yeah. on there. So okay. I don't want to get into that. So. No. Well, anyway, thank okay. you so much, Jonathan, for making oh, time thank you. for my humble little podcast, which I hope brings lots of joy to people out there. That's the that's what it's all about. And um, 
So everyone out there, have a wonderful day. Live well, be in joy, and God bless. Thank you.